intervention? Is that Billy? Sarah shrieked with joy. She loved Bo when he was Billy. It was Billy. I never thought he could make it to Saugatuck that fast, but I was thrilled that he did. I nodded yes and reminded her, Bo. I was still in shock to see him so soon. From what I could tell, he had just come out of the RV behind him. I was looking at him, looking at me, but something was wrong. He was mouthing something important to me. It could wait. I was so happy to see Landon come out of this fantastic RV, double parked in front of the hardware store. I laughed with surprise when Gramps sprang out after Landon, then shock as Mom, Dad, and Miss Livingston followed. I could see Bo had chartered the bus. The uniformed driver was holding onto the steering wheel like it was the only thing keeping him alive. It's probably a 14-hour drive from Atlanta to Saugatuck in an RV. I can only imagine what that poor guy had gone through. He looked defeated. Bo signaled the driver who immediately pulled the bus out of its illegal squat and sped away. Landon, I shouted. He came running at me. Runkle! Sarah's face lit up. I shielded my crotch as he came in for a big hug. Thankfully, there was no kick to the nuts. He kept his promise. You stop blinking, okay? What? I looked at Sarah. I stood back up into a bear hug from my crying mother. Hi, Mom. What's going on here, I asked. I felt little hands frisking me and knew Landon was reclaiming Kitty. We're here to ask you to stop drinking, my father chimed in. I looked at Bo, and it all made sense. He was mouthing the words, go with it. People, I'm not sure what he's told you, but I don't have a drinking problem. Everyone looked at me, shocked, including Sarah. Sorry, I know that's what everyone with a drinking problem says. Let's hit pause for a second. We can talk about this after I talk to Bo, although I would like to say thanks for the support. This is impressive for the Dukes. On a completely different note, I hope you guys remember Sarah Campbell. Mom shrieked and lunged at Sarah, landing her second bear hug. Of course I remember you. You look exactly the same, dear. You know Parker is single now. Mom! Mom had started and couldn't stop. She was horrible. Nobody could stand her. Didn't he tell you about Margot? Just like Rose, she had been dying to talk trash about Margot. No, because she's deceased. I said, thinking most decent people would end the discussion there. I was wrong. She was a dime piece, son. Don't listen to your mother. It was Gramps piping in while he and Dad perused the toilet section in the plumbing aisle. Hell, I'd... Oh, wow. Thanks, Gramps. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. I could tell that was coming from the heart. Bo interrupted Gramps' stream of consciousness, saving the day again. I turned back to Bo. Can I talk to you for a second? Sarah, can we use your office? Sarah didn't answer. Her attention had been commandeered by my ecstatic mother. Mom loved her as much as I did. Bo explained, once we were inside, just go with it. It was the only way I could get everybody up here. It's not a big deal. Mom's the only one taking your drinking problem seriously. Dad's here because Mom is making him. I don't have a drinking problem. You do now, Parker, and I'm asking you to stop. Anywho, tell me right now what's going on with you and Sarah. You two look like a couple. Am I reading it wrong? What are you two doing together? We had sex twice last night. I blurted out to him. I wasn't trying to be a pig. I just couldn't wait to tell my best friend everything. Bo knew what I meant. 
He gave me a warm hug and I returned it. I was so glad my big brother was there with me. It's tough to be scared for your life without your best friend around. I had Chewy, but I was there to protect him, just like Bo came here to protect me. I'm so happy for you, Parker. I thought she was married, though. She is, I said, eager for him to light up. Bo loves a scandal. You, homewrecker, look at you. He shook his head with conflicted approval. Those are dangerous waters, Parker. Look what happened to Margot. To Larry. What happened to Larry? Larry the plumber? Do I know him? Does he own a gun? Spill it. Larry, my friend at Purdue, Larry. Sarah is married to him. You've drank beer with Larry three or four times. Bo held his hand to his chest, clutching invisible pearls. Oh, he was speechless for once. Larry the dynamite dresser, Larry? I think I remember him. You do. That's the one. He's married to Sarah, and he's gay. They have an arrangement. He helped her. I stopped myself. Bo didn't know about Harper yet. Get out. I'm serious. Bo knew exactly who Larry was, and I knew Bo had a crush on Larry. My plan was in full-go mode. Fucking genius. I just never saw that in him. Bo pondered the surprise, smiling as subtly as he could. Seriously, Bo? I looked him in the eyes. Larry is single and ready to mingle, and it might be the end of the world. Don't you think everyone should be able to love who they want? Sure, except for the guy who had sex with his golden retriever. He completely missed what I was saying to him. Agreed, except they really don't belong in the same conversation. I'm talking about human beings loving human beings, companions, so that we don't have to be alone. Bo sighed and gave me a hug without looking. Was Bo Duke becoming emotional? Bo? Yes. I also just found out last night that not all gay guys have butt sex. Yes, they do, Bo said in a dismissive way, like I'd just told him most zebras didn't have stripes. Nope, it turns out butt sex isn't for everybody, and there are other ways to show affection. I could see Bo's wheels turning. Mission accomplished. I'm so glad you brought everybody. I thought it was just going to be you and Landon. Yeah, well, I'm taking care of Gramps, at least until he recovers from the operation, but I want to be with my family when I die. I get it. I'm thrilled to see them, except for this intervention thing. Was that the best you could do? You could have left Miss Livingston in Atlanta. Given the time constraints, it was the best I could think of, he said. Your lucky mom and I love you enough to stop you from drinking your life away. Do you think we can change this into something less annoying than an intervention? Sure. What should we say? Leave it to me. I'll wing it when we get out there. Does it even matter at this point? We're all going to die soon. The entire country just lost power and all the radios went out while we were driving. The radio's working again, but I'm shitting bricks. You didn't tell anybody, did you? Heavens, no. Mother would be a wreck. Okay, good. I told Sarah, and she has a different take on it, and I agree with her. So don't shit your pants just yet, but feel free to take a chance with love. Look where it's got me. Parker Duke, that's sweet, but we're fucked. We're not. You have to trust me for now. I'll have Sarah explain it to you on the way to the high school if we can swing some privacy. We have to go. We're going to be late. High school? Late for what? Follow me. Larry will be there. On the way out of Sarah's office, I saw a framed baby picture of Harper and couldn't help but smile.
As soon as I walked through the door, my dad's hand was on my shoulder. Son, drinking won't take the pain away. He looked at mom to see if that was good enough. Her expression clearly conveyed it wasn't. I've tried it. You have to face your loss like a man. Bo was still mouthing, go with it, in back of dad and making a little prayer gesture, winging at my ass. He was backing out. Wow, dad, I said. I'll stop. That was all I needed, I lied. Honey, when was the last time you got drunk? Mom wasn't letting this go. I looked at Sarah, then back at Mom. Last night, but only because Sarah and I were catching up and reliving old times, not because I was grieving over Margot. You got your piece, and you didn't even have to pay for it, Parker. She's history, six feet under. We should celebrate with a drink. Gramps shouted while picking up a jar of Harper's honey off the front display. I could tell Miss Livingston was feeling like breaking Gramps' shins. Not because I was especially intuitive, but because she had grabbed a long steel crowbar off the wall and was heading his way, slowly. Ignoring Gramps and his slow-motion assailant, I continued, And it's time to tell you this intervention was a ruse Bo and I concocted to get you guys to come to Saga Talk for a surprise. I tried to make eye contact with Sarah, but she was now being grilled by Landon. Which shall be revealed later at a time to be determined. Nobody was listening. Everyone except Bo and Gramps were watching Miss Livingston. I pointed out to Bo that Miss Livingston was armed and moving towards our super-nutted patriarch. Bo laughed and did nothing. This should be good. They were both in the war. Gramps smiled when he spotted the slow-moving danger and barked loudly. Tiny Genghis! Landon abandoned Sarah and ran over to Gramps, who placed him between his supernut and Miss Livingston's crowbar. Gramps barked an order in Chinese, and Landon struck a defensive posture directly in front of his supernut. You should have seen Gramps beaming. This wasn't his first rodeo. Miss Livingston went pale at the betrayal, as if her prized number one son had just tooted in front of the emperor. I suggested to the casual observer next to me, This is where you might jump in as her employer. Bo jogged over, seemingly entertained by the dust-up, until he tried to take the crowbar from Miss Livingston and she wouldn't let go. He spoke curtly in Chinese and she released the crowbar immediately and bowed before him. I felt like Bo would have enjoyed the moment more had the crowbar not been so heavy. My father walked over to Gramps and whispered in his ear, What do you mean we can't drink here? Gramps said loudly. We're in saga talk. I've been shit-canned here more than... I could use a drink right now. My mouth's drier than the bottom of Gandhi's flip-flop. Didn't you guys just hear me? This was just a ruse to get you up to saga talk. It's his problem, not mine, Gramps said to Dad. He was still upset. Landon had left his defensive post at Miss Livingston's quiet insistence, and Gramps moved my father in between his supernut and the diminutive Chinese woman. Bo whispered to me, If he barks Mandarin and Dad breaks into a defensive pose, I'm going to shit in my drawers. Gramps continued, Why can't I drink? I don't have a problem. Have you seen the honeys here? This place is what I like to call a target-rich environment, and I've got the boys back together. Crap. It's the only reason I came, to get drunk and get laid. Gramps was speaking to everybody by way of volume, but he was focused on Miss Livingston the entire time. I'm 100% sure she didn't appreciate the attention, and I was 100% grateful she was earmuffing Landon, 
because otherwise I'd have to worry about her dropping Gramps with a karate chop to the supernut. Gramps, you can drink, I said, and get laid, as long as you promise not to tell us about it. See, I told you we could drink, he said, elbowing my father. Saga talk's always good for a party. So you don't feel like you have a problem, Dad asked, without waiting for an answer. I trust him, Felicia. His word is good enough for me. We should leave him alone. That's what we should do. There was silence, general agreement, and disinterest filling the air until Dad continued. Well, it's nice to be back up north. What do you propose we do now, Bo Duke? Should we get some rooms and stay for a couple days? Oh, Parker, I still worry about you, Mom said with nervousness in her voice. Are you going to be all right? I think so. This time I made eye contact with Sarah and she was smiling back at me. I think I'm going to be just fine. Please stay. I'll figure out the accommodations, Sarah said, and I would love it if all of you would come over to my grandmother's house tonight for dinner. We'll announce the surprise at dinner. Sarah looked at me and gulped. I smiled. She was listening. What surprise, Mom asked. Parker's intervention was a ruse to get you guys up to Saugatuck. We have a great surprise for you. You don't have a drinking problem? Mom asked me directly. Not that I know of. Oh, thank God. Mom landed her third bear hug. Gramps asked Sarah, Does your grandmother look anything like you, dear? Crawford Duke, Mom snapped at Gramps. He ignored her. He was waiting for Sarah's answer to his serious question. Nope, she's better looking, Sarah said, always game for fun. And absolutely off limits, I added. This is all great, but we have to head over to the high school to watch Sarah's daughter try out for the pom-pom squad. Does anybody want to come? A quick and resounding no came from Dad, Gramps, and surprisingly, Miss Livingston. Well, I take that back. Probably a good place to start the hunt, Gramps had considered out loud. Can I get a nap in first? I'm as tired as a whore on nickel night. We would all love to come, my mother said, and you could hear Dad and Miss Livingston exhale loudly as Landon and Bo high-fived.